0: Hymn 7, The Invitation of the Gospel From Hymns and Spiritual Songs in Three Books By Isaac Watts, English Congregational Minister and Hymn Writer, 1674-1748 Let every mortal ear attend, and every heart rejoice The trumpet of the gospel sounds with an inviting voice. Lo, all ye hungry, starving souls that feed upon the wind and vainly strive with earthly toys to fill an empty mind. Eternal wisdom has prepared a soul-reviving feast and bids your longing appetites the rich provision taste. Ho, ye that pant for living streams and pine away and die, Here you may quench your raging thirst with springs that never dry. Rivers of love and mercy here in a rich ocean join. Salvation in abundance flows like floods of milk and wine. Ye perishing and naked poor who work with mighty pain to weave a garment of your own that will not hide your sin. Come naked, and adorn your souls in robes prepared by God, wrought by the labors of his Son, and died in his own blood. Dear God, the treasures of thy love are everlasting minds, deep as our helpless miseries are and boundless as our sins. The happy gates of gospel grace stand open night and day. Lord, we are come to seek supply and drive our wants away. Scripture reading, Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 13. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me, here, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader, a leader, a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, But watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Devotional Remarks from Exposition of the Old and New Testaments By Matthew Henry, English nonconformist minister and author, 1662 to 1714. Here, we are all invited to come and take the benefit of that provision which the grace of God has made for poor sinners in the new covenant, of that which is in the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and not only in their heritage hereafter, but their cup now. Observe first who are invited. Ho, everyone. Not the Jews only to whom the first word of salvation was sent, but the Gentiles, the poor and the maimed, the halt and the blind, are called to this marriage supper, whoever can be picked up out of the highways and hedges. It intimates that in Christ there is enough for all and enough for each that ministers are to make a general offer of life and salvation to all, that in gospel times the invitation should be more largely made than it had been and should be sent to the Gentiles, and that the gospel covenant excludes none that do not exclude themselves. The invitation is published with an imperative. Ho, take notice of it. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. What is the qualification required in those that shall be welcome? They must thirst. All shall be welcome to the gospel grace upon these terms, only that gospel grace be welcome to them. Those that are satisfied with the world and its enjoyments for a portion, and seek not for a happiness in the favor of God, those that depend upon the merit of their own works for a righteousness, and see no need that they have of Christ and His righteousness. These do not thirst. They have no sense of their need, are in no pain or uneasiness about their souls, and therefore will not condescend so far as to be beholden to Christ. But those that thirst are invited to the waters, as those that labor and are heavy laden are invited to Christ for rest. Note, Where God gives grace, He first gives a thirsting after it. And where He has given a thirsting after it, He will give it. Psalms 81.10 I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Whither they are invited, come you to the waters, come to Christ. For he is the fountain opened, he is the rock smitten. Come to the holy ordinances, to those streams that make glad the city of our God. Come to them, and though they may seem to you plain and common things, like waters, yet those who believe in Christ, the things signified will become as wine and milk, abundantly refreshing. Come to the healing waters, come to the living waters. Whoever will let him come and partake of the waters of life Revelation twenty two seventeen. Our Savior referred to it in John seven hundred thirty seven If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. A prayer from the doctrine of regeneration by Isaac Ambrose, English Puritan Divine sixteen oh four to sixteen sixty four. O merciful Lord God, thou art Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Thou sayest, it is done, of things that are not yet come, so faithful and true are thy promises. Thou hast promised by thine own word, out of thine own mouth, that unto him that is athirst thou wilt give of the fountain of the water of life freely. O Lord, I thirst." I faint, I languish, I long for one drop of mercy. As the heart panteth for the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God, and after the yearning bowels of thy compassions. Had I now in possession the glory, the wealth, the pleasures of the whole world, nay, had I ten thousand lives, joyfully would I lay them down, have this poor, trembling soul received into the bleeding arms of my blessed Redeemer. O Lord, my spirit within me is melted into tears of blood. My heart is shivered into pieces. The remembrance of my former vanities and pollutions have so wasted and parched mine heart that my thirst is insatiable. My desire after Jesus, pardon and grace, is greedy as the grave. The coals thereof are the coals of fire, which have a most vehement flame. And Lord, in thy blessed book thou callest and criest, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. In that great day of the feast thou stoodest and criedest with own mouth. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And these are Thine own words. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I challenge Thee, Lord, in this my extremest thirst after Thine own blessed self and the spiritual life in Thee. By that word and by that promise which Thou hast made, did Thou make it good to me, that lies groveling in the dust and trembling at Thy feet. Oh, open now that promised well of life, for I must drink or else I die. Amen.